He had a good radio voice. Darren has a great radio voice. Okay. All right. You guys ready? Yes. Ready. Uh, baseball rap in uh, three, two, one. All right, everybody, welcome to the baseball wrap. Darren and I were talking. We thought, man, we should do a baseball wrap. We haven't done one in a while. Playoffs are starting, depending on when you listen to this, they're starting on, what, Friday? And so we thought, we'll do a baseball wrap. And Darren, we thought, no no better first guest or person to have with us than uh, Dr. Dan, Dan Munton. So I'm joined by Dan and his Cardinals lid. No lid for Darren. And uh, I'm in my claw office, and we're doing a baseball wrap. Yes, thanks for putting me on here, man. I just got this hat. I went to the last Cardinal homestand this past weekend and grabbed myself a new Cardinal lid. And man, it was awesome seeing Yachty and Pujols and Wayno walk off the field together. It was just incredible days. Now, now is that it, it for all three of them? They're done. After well, I don't know about Wainwright yet. I think Wainwright has a pretty good chance of coming back. He had a, you know, started off really, really good season, and then he tailed off near the end. But I was listening to John Mazalak at the Cardinals. He's not a GM anymore. He's out of that position, but everybody asks him every question about any transaction. But uh, I think he's like president of baseball operations, but he said he thinks Wayno could come back. They haven't talked yet, but given the season he had, he might come back, but it's 50-50. Yeah. Well, there's a lot to talk about in the baseball. We'll talk about the playoffs. I mean, playoffs, we'll talk about the playoffs, but there's a lot to talk about. <laughs> yeah, practice. Um, obviously, you know, I mean, Pujols, the home runs, the RBI, his final year chasing 700, Judge, can he can he beat Mantle? Can he beat the Babe? Where's he going to end up? But obviously the biggest news in all of baseball this year we have to start with is Dayton Moore and Mike Matheny both fired. What is going on with Anthony Rose? That's what everybody wants to know about. We have As to a Cardinal fan, we're like, why did you hire Matheny in the first place? But anyway, you had to try it yourself. Is, you know, that, like the news Missouri. is that like the news that nobody, like they announced that people went, yeah. Okay. Whatever. Do I know, they still have a team? Yeah. Do they still have a pro team? <laughs> like I don't know what it is about Matheny, but uh, I I personally always loved Matheny as a player, and yeah. uh, I I did not mind him much. I I thought he was pretty good as a Cardinal manager. Took us to playoffs a lot, and then um, but players, it seems like they're always complaining about Matheny. Like it's just wherever he goes, there's always this uh, buzz that the players don't get along with him. He just seems like a likable guy. I don't know, but they really don't. Player, that, that's that's not really a. They were kind of saying, oh, this is a really in-demand job or kind of indicating this is highly sought after. I'm like, with the Royals, they don't have any players. <laughs> I know. I don't, Bobby hey, Wood Jr., they got hey. the future, baby, the future. You got a shortstop. He'll be with the Yankees in a couple of years. Mm -hmm. Come on. Hey, I yeah, watched Bobby Wood Jr. growing up, man. He's from the DFW, Dallas-Fort Worth area where I'm from. And yeah. my son just happened to be the same age as him. And I've, I've watched that kid play since he was, you know, just – a grasshopper on a baseball field and that kid pretty good been legit the whole time yeah he has the whole package he's super yeah. fast great arm could hit for power he's not a big guy but he hits for power i think he'll actually hit for better average probably 280 hitter somewhere in there probably Still some bases too he can good, run a good fielder bit. oh he's yeah. super fast yeah smart baseball iq is off the chart really good player so who would you like to see managing your kansas city royals george Potter. brett mike shield the next cardinal the guy we fired last year george he's, brett he's man Oh, wouldn't you love that? I would love it. I don't know if he's a good manager. You know I what? Like, I always like Jamie Cork. Jamie Cork was in the system, and stuff, but I don't know if he's even around anymore. To be quite honest with you, Darren, it's it's the same with the Royals. It's every 30 years. So we got about, you know, 18, 19, 20 more years before we got to even worry about it. So who, who knows? Just get in. And it's a mixed 
It's a mixed bag too, Michael. Uh, having your favorite player be the manager of your team. I remember I was a huge Lou Brock fan, like huge growing up, and he became the announcer for the Cardinals. I'm like, yes. And after he announced like two or three games, I'm like, oh, Lou, don't do it, man. You're ruining, <laughs> you're ruining your reputation. So I don't know. Brett's such a legend there in Kansas City. There's only a fall for him. So I don't know. I mean, I know, I know, I don't want it to be Tony Larusa. <laughs> well, you know, speaking of the Sox, I saw a little on social media. They're they're calling for bringing Joe Madden to manage the White Sox. I wouldn't I mind like him, him coming to the Royals. I, I've always liked Joe Madden. Did he do something wrong? Like, did we're he, just talking about this. I mean, they don't talk about him already anymore. I know no, he did a thing know. with the Atlantic, and he talked about how maybe baseball was going too far to analytics. So maybe he, and I think he said some things he didn't like about what the commissioner was doing. But I don't know that never I, good so for job like, security. Never good for job security. But yeah, yeah he like that was the he was the hottest commodity when he won the World Series with the Cubs. I yeah. mean, just the hottest. And then big time. It seems like it's been a trajectory of downward since then, like a like the ski slopes of the Olympics. Man, he's just been coming down off that. And I don't know. Just it it seems like the, the the Angels are another organization that just they don't do anything. And you got two MVPs. Yeah, you got two MVPs as Shohani Shotani himself. I mean, yeah. he's two MVPs as a pitcher and a, as a hitter. He's number one and number two. He's such a good player. Again, another franchise you just go to. I mean, Pujols went there and didn't do Hamilton anything near there. to what he's doing again now. If you're an, an Angels player. fan and with Pujols, you got to be like, where was that guy after yeah. watching him this year with the Cardinals? Like, right. What happened? I mean, he's been the best hitter in the National League in the second half of the season. Yeah. Not the whole season, but the second half. He's arguably the best hitter in the National League, which is so, crazy. The dude's Dan, does that does that? I mean, I, it's all positive now, but does that make you look back and go, "What if? What no. if he had of a shoot? No, no. The Here's money why, man. Stayed. As a Cardinal fan, love Goldie, love Arenado. You, I'm not giving up either one of those two for the last ten years of Albert Pujols. You wouldn't have got him. You wouldn't have got him if they had kept Pujols. No money. No, I think one. You wouldn't have to go out to Goldie. You don't need a first baseman for one, and I don't think you have the money. With trying to re-sign Yachty for I think Yachty was like 10 million plus, yeah. and you know, you had to re-sign yeah. Wino for 17 million. So I, I don't think there would have been the money. Yeah, and there was no, of course, there was no DH that whole time, Mm-mm. you know, in the in no. the NL. So he yeah, he wouldn't have had to play first base. Play first base, you don't get goalie, you don't get Arenado. So I don't trade either one of those dudes for uh, the last 10 years of mediocre Albert Pujols. Now, if you get the second half of this season, Albert Pujols, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, but who saw player. that? He's just a different player with the Cardinals than he is the Angels. That's yeah. what I'm saying. You kind of wonder if he, there would have been that big drop off because you get that big contract, you move across country, <laughs> there's all that pressure. You're like the face. I mean, he was the face there, but at the end of the day, there are different faces of the Cardinals, but it's still the Cardinals. Like people, it's it's different. Like with the Angels, it was like, oh, we need a star to market our team. With the Cardinals, it's the Cardinals. You market yeah. the team. It's, I'll tell you the stars, that. But, so I went to the Cardinals uh, this last week, the last homestand of those guys. Got to see Albert, Yachty, Wayno, Arenado, Goldie. But anyway, going to that Cardinal atmosphere, that Cardinal Nation atmosphere, the stadium was packed. Like, they didn't let you in until 4 o'clock for a 7 o'clock game, I think it was. And it was like noon, and there was a, a wrapped-around line around the stadium. Mm-hmm. I go to see Aaron Judges, and it was a big atmosphere because it was Aaron Judge trying to hit the 60-second home run. Luckily, I got to see that game. Stayed for the doubleheader that day. But – there was a buzz at there at Texas, but it was a buzz from Yankee fans. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it's just a different world. The Cardinal, the Cardinal <laughs> nation is just a different world. That buzz. So you, you may be right. He may have not had the big drop off. He did it with the angels as he stayed with the Cardinals and that fan base, something about that fan base energizes pools and energizes players. Yeah. We get those lines wrapped around chase field too, for D-backs games. Yes. Yeah. I bet you did. Yeah. 
If you'd have kept Goldie, you might. Good night, man. Goldie's like, amazing. What, what is, he's he's going to win the MVP. What's this like for? What's that? Goldie's going to win the MVP this year. No question. No, he's great. Yeah, he's uh, he's unbelievable. It's I mean, there's a lot of things we could talk about with the Diamondbacks, and who knows what they'll do if they get rid of everybody or not. But back to Pujols, I mean, it's a great story, right? And that's what baseball is all about. It's an unbelievable story with an unbelievable franchise. He's one of four with 700 homers. Barry, Hank, and Babe are the other three. That's good company, right, to be, mm-hmm. to be talking about. Dude, this is the one that's amazing to me. He's only behind Hank Aaron in RBI. Past Babe Ruth. Like that's anytime, anytime in any offensive category, you tell a player that he just passed Babe Ruth in an <laughs> offensive category, good. that's just like you got to ask him what planet he's from because that's, right. that's otherworldly. That yeah. And I mean, you, you look at Judge then. So once again, yes. the long ball was the excitement in, in Major League Baseball. But Chicks dig judge, it. Yep. judge gets 62, right? Passes yeah. Babe. That's a good guy. He's number seven on the list because a bunch of guys have more than that. But, you know, he's behind Barry, Mark, and Sammy. All three of the, those guys have something in common that Judge does not. So, um, you know. Steroid era. You can, make the, you can make the argument that he, he might be the all-time, you know, single-season home run leader because all three of those other guys were either, you know, charged with it or alleged with it, you know, in the Mitchell report or. Barry did not know what was in the white cream. We we know, right? But you're right, Dan. Yeah. It, was, it was an era. So, like, I don't know. I've changed over the years on my thoughts on that whole thing just as more comes out about that era. But um, either way, Judge Judge is a physical specimen. He's unbelievable. You still have to hit the ball. Yeah. And uh, what he did this year was just amazing. And how he did it and handled it with the didn't, – didn't look like he had any pressure at mm-hmm. all on him, mm-hmm. ever. He never looks like he's under pressure. He's yeah. different. He's different looking. Um, he's just a big human being. And it's not yeah. – it's not something that where, like with Bonds or Sosa, where they were really skinny kids, and then all of a sudden, as, as time went on, they just kind of ballooned up, and you're just like, oh, what is going on here? And, of course, McGuire was the same way, too. He was kind of – he was a tall dude, but he was kind of on the thin side. Yeah. And then he just all of a sudden just expanded Boom. like an inflatable doll. I mean, these guys were just huge. Yeah. McGuire is the one that that looked like like he could always have that frame and he stayed fairly large. He was good at USC. Yeah. Um, Judge, when he was in the Western Athletic Conference, you know, playing at Fresno State, he was a tall, skinny guy, too. It's just Mm -hmm. it's just so funny, Dan. You can talk about it, too. So many of these guys, you would think when they're especially when they're big programs, many of these guys don't even have weight programs, especially back then. They just never really lifted hard until Mm -hmm. they got into major leagues. So McGuire is the one. I still think he probably did, but my, he's the one that like had that big frame. He admitted he right. yeah. Barry and Sammy. I mean, Barry was a, and he was so good and fast and everything. And he just started getting big, big. Yeah. And then he was hitting, as he got older, he was hitting more home runs, which, which was another <laughs> thing that told you, how is this happening yeah. legitimately? Yeah. Yeah. But it's nice to have judge, you know, a guy who by all accounts, is a decent human being and a good dude. And, you know, pretty and, unassuming superstar. Yeah. yeah. Top five well. all time seasons this year. If you look at OPS plus this year, there's only, it's been, uh, it's him. Williams had two of those seasons. Uh, uh, who else was on that one? Stan Musial had one of them, but top five all time seasons is that, that's how good Aaron Judge was this year, his OPS plus. So, yeah, pretty stinking good. The other thing was Aaron Judge's uh, hitting instructor's name's Richard Shank sat uh, down in front of me at that uh, 62 home run game. He's a pool hall owner from St. Louis who watched video to learn how to swing, how the elite baseball players swung the bat differently than the non-elite ones so he could teach his kid how to hit in Little League. 
And uh, he be, he just started watching the video. So this is what the lead hitters did, do. And and uh, him and Judge got hooked up through Judge's uh, agent. And that's that's who Judge credits for turning his season or his, his career around. Remember, he he struck out half the times as half as at bats his rookie year. He was getting washed out. And uh, man, yeah, he turned it around. You know what's amazing too is is you know this is why we love baseball, right? So many different interesting storylines, but the whole. 61 homers in 1961 and 61 years later yeah it's broken like that's though so so either elon musk is right and we're just in a video game and there's some higher being playing us in a video game or god loves baseball yeah i, I can't there's no other way about it god just like the baseball, baseball like i'm gonna do baseball. something with this yeah. i'm gonna have fun with this yeah Two things happened this week this year i mean or this this last week i mean Stephen Vogt hits a home run his very first at bat in the big leagues. His kids announced him and he hits a home run his very last at bat in the big leagues. That was really cool. I thought that was yeah. God saying we love baseball. And then the other one was Pujols' first home run at, at home for the Cardinals was a home run. And his last at bat at home for the Cardinals was a home run. So it happens over and over again. You see Ted Williams had a home run his last at bat. You see uh, Derek Jeter hit the walk-off hit for the Yankees in his last at bat. Ripken hits the home run. I mean, it seems like it happens over and over. It's like I can't all be by coincidence. So I'm going they with were the baseball. They were showing the other. They were showing the other day when Judge had 61 and he was coming. He was he was up to bat, and it was on the same day, at the same exact time that Maris hit his 60 sec, 61st home run. Oh, and they had it up in the corner of the screen, like, okay, here's the time. Here's the moment. And, and yeah, he could have hit it on the same day of, at the same time which to me was just crazy did he do it was that the, no he didn't no he, oh, he did didn't it. do it on that one. Oh, okay. no he didn't do it on that. i think that was on sunday that might have been on sunday what a the mayor's kids at that game i did I, I was at the ballpark so i didn't actually get to watch it on tv were the mayor's was the mayor's family there do you know the, uh, the son was in the um um in the suite oh he was okay good in he Texas? wasn't sitting next to judge's uh mom that that time oh, okay he was up in the suite yeah okay. i think it was just him though that's you awesome. mentioned Dan, uh, top five uh, in the splits, um, and Williams having two of those top five. People forget in 1941, during the 56 game hitting streak of DiMaggio, DiMaggio splits were 408, 463, 717. And during that same time, Williams was 412, 546, 84. And he yeah. should have been the MVP that year. Yeah, <laughs> he I know. Had an unbelievable year. But DiMaggio yeah. had a great 56 straight, which is un unreal. I mean, it's unreal. Yeah. The argument is which one is harder to do, hit 56 in a row or hit over 400. Neither of them has been done since then. Both. I would argue hitting over 400 is going to take longer. But that's yeah. what Maggio wanted. People at that time said it's going to be harder to find a person that's going to break a 56-game hitting streak. What's the next closest? Is somebody get like 40, Rose, 44? 44. 44 by Rose? Mm -hmm. Back when we were in high school, like an 80. Five eighty six yeah. somewhere in there. That would have been so great if he had like fifty seven, and they were still don't. Does he go to the Hall of Fame or? <laughs> <laughs> he still would be in there, man. Yeah, old Pete, man. Hey, there's <sighs> one thing you can't do: you can't bet on baseball, baby. Like you can do anything else, you can kill somebody. You can't bet on baseball. Paris, <laughs> we talked about this before. Do you think they'll put him in posthumously? Do you think yeah, they're waiting for Pete just to pass and they'll put him in? I I hope for baseball they put him in before it's he needs to get in. He does. He needs to get in now. I don't know. This I think the right era, guys. Yeah. I think Pete's his own worst enemy, right? I mean, yes, he Pete, is. Pete yeah. would just say, hey, yeah, I did it. He did say it. If he just said, yeah, it was wrong, he'll never say it. I think if they put him in posthumously, 
he would claw out of the grave <laughs> and say, I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Like he's that much of an a-hole. Like he's just a crusty a-hole kind of guy. He signed yeah. me a baseball. It was a black baseball. He signed it to me personally. And he wrote on there, uh, I forgot how many, how many hits does he have? 4,402 or something. He put hits equals 4,402. And he put steroids equals zero. That's what he put on his baseball. I have it in my my closet. He just likes to to mess with people, you know? Well, that's what made him great, too. Let's face it. And that whole set, that whole. He is what he is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 4256. 4256. Yeah. Now, here's my thing, too. Um, I sent you something, and this this just came out because I saw it on, on, um, on Twitter of Ichiro doing skills things, and he's unbelievable. Ichiro in his professional career has 4,300 hits. Now, the first, I think, 10 of them, <laughs> 1,200 were in Japan. So yeah. it doesn't count. But if you look at, if he had played all 10 years and hit the same as he did the other 10 years in the majors, he would have like 4,300 hits. 40, he yeah. would have more than Pete. But I got a Pete Rose quote to that, too. Yeah, you can't compare it, but, but it just goes, I don't say it to say he was better hitter than Rose. I say it to say how unbelievable he was, and we kind of forget it a little bit with Ichiro. Yeah. Yeah. I actually asked Pete about that. I was his escort one day, taking him all around our town, Abilene, just kind of t- showing him to everybody and uh, showing him Abilene. And he said, I asked about Ichiro, and he said, well, if I'd have played 10 years in Japan, I would have had 5,000 hits. That's what he said. So. <laughs> <laughs> so he doesn't take kindly to the fact that he has more career hits in Japan when you combine them with the MLB. He doesn't consider that equal. No, he's got all. a point there, really. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, Ichiro had 242 hits in his rookie season in 2001, and he had 262 hits in a season breaking uh, George Sisler's record. Um, I mean, the guy could George Sisler, great St. Louis Brown, very, he's forgot about all the time. Great player. It all comes back to St. Louis, doesn't it? St. Louis Browns. Are we going to have a problem, Dan? Are we going to have a problem with St. Louis drops here the whole, this entire? Mm-hmm. That was the Browns, though. I haven't even brought up the Perfectos yet. <laughs> Oh, Cardinals stop, were the perfectos. Stop, I didn't bring them stop. up. Okay. 1899, right, just one year. All right, let's get into the playoffs. Let's get into the playoffs. Playoffs. Um, playoffs. Playoffs. So if, if, if more people want to talk about the Royals, feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Michael B. Potter because, you know, that's everybody's concerned. I'm telling you, your next manager is Mike Schilt. I'm telling you, that's who's coming. That's fine. I Honestly, Darren brought up a good point. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, it, to me, the, I almost agree with Billy Bean. The manager in many ways is not nearly as important most of the time. Not as you much have to have players. You have to have players. And the problem with Dayton Moore was he had a plan and it didn't come to fruition. He had an unbelievable draft of great college arms about three or four years ago, and they just didn't pan out. I know. And so Baseball's now you get the hardest one to predict, too, by far. Yeah. I mean, these guys, he had, I think he picked three in the first round one. You had Brady Singer out of Florida. I mean, he had these guys who were legit 90, mid 90s guys. Yeah. They cruised through the minor leagues and they got to AAA and Kind of really good hitters when you call you know? them. You can't miss picks, yeah. There's really good hitters up there in the bigs, and it's, it's yeah, it's hard to say there's a can't miss in baseball because they can. Yeah, miss. it cost him his job. So, well, it's what have you done for what have you done for me lately? I mean, the guy went to, took team, had teams that went to do straight World Series, won yeah. one of them. Same with Madden. Look at Madden, man. Yeah. Wins a World Series for the Cubs. We hadn't won since what 1906 or 18 or whatever it was, and he wins him a World Series, and boom, nobody wants. And I him. think he was well respected too. More, I don't think he was one of those guys who didn't get along with people or that type of stuff. So I think he'll, if he wants to, he'll pop up somewhere else. You know, in yeah. baseball, these guys all pop up somewhere. And if if the Diamondbacks do get oh. rid of their folks, I would love to have C. Dayton Moore out in Arizona just because I like the way he built that team. It was a fun team to watch in 14 and 15, stealing bases, taking the extra base applying pressure for nine innings, you know, and that's kind of, as we get into this, 
that's kind of how the Cleveland I, big Guardians. time <laughs> Indians just Guardians. Guardians. That's kind of how the baseball team of Cleveland plays, right, Darren? I mean, <laughs> yeah, they, they, you see a little bit of that. There's a lot of home run swag in in this playoffs, but um, the Cleveland Guardians that that's that's a bit more of a fun team to watch. They got to kind of manufacture a bit more in the other teams. Yeah, and Jose Ramirez, of course, right, right in the middle of all that, and he's just an unbelievable hitter. Unbelievable. But yeah. yeah, watching Cleveland down the stretch, and they put pressure on. When they took care of the White Sox and basically knocked them out of contention, it was just one after another. They got that Miles Straw who plays in center field. He's a real burner. Um, a bunch of other guys that just they they're kind of interchangeable. He, mm-hmm. you know, and Frank, it would drive me nuts because I played fantasy again this last year. And I pick up a guardian. Oh, he's on a nine-game hitting streak, but he's gonna get a breather today. I'm just like, why? <laughs> Put him in there. You know, Josh Naylor was hitting really well. Owen Miller, come on. But he got the job done and they ended up uh, they're, they're in the postseason now and they're matched up with um Tampa. Tampa and, and that starts, I think that's the, that's at 9 a.m. tomorrow, Arizona time pot. How do you like that? Love Nine. it. All Love it. Day long. Nine a.m. It is all day, yeah. Um, so so this is interesting to me. I'm gonna I'm gonna pepper this in a few times throughout. So there's 12 teams, right? In in the playoffs, six from the National League, six from the American League. From the National League teams, five of the six National League teams are in the top eight in payroll this year. The Cardinals are number 12 in payroll. They're the only team not in the top eight. All six of the teams that made it National League are in the top 12 in payroll. Um, the only teams outside the top 12 that made the playoffs are Seattle, number 21, the Rays, number 25, and Cleveland, number 28. So this matchup, wow. the combined payroll of this matchup, Rays versus Cleveland, is $182 million. Every other team that made the playoffs except the Cards has a higher payroll individually than this. <laughs> and just to point out how low the, the Guardians payroll is, they're 30 million below the Rays. The Rays. I mean, yeah. that's amazing. Now, now a lot of this, this factors in a lot of injured reserve and retained money and dead, dead money. If you look at just a 26 man, uh, man roster, it's the same, except for the Rays, 26 man roster starting the season, 44 million bucks. And yeah. Cleveland was 56. The, the Mets, 26 man roster, 211 million. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, the Mariners I mean, payroll is going to go way up next year. The Mariners are when they get uh, J Rod paid for. Man, that guy's Ooh. a talent, isn't he? Good night. He's going to be the next A Rod like player. I mean, so, so, so as we talk about the playoffs, look, um, there's 12 teams in there. Nine of those 12 <laughs> are above the league average by a long shot in mm-hmm. payroll. I mean, does baseball have a problem? I mean, they're basically teams, if you're under the league average, you're not making the playoffs. Your chances are way below. I think it just proves what we've always known, that it's the, there's the haves and the have-nots and the guys who go out and spend the money for the big free agents, whether it's the Mookie Betts of the world or the Freddie Freemans of the world, the great pitchers that come available every now and then, like the Max Scherzers. I mean, it just shows that if you're willing to go out and spend that kind of money, you can put a team together with your young talent, with those veteran players that you're going to be good. So it's the haves continue to you're going to you're going to have the occasional raise you're going to have the well the raise have been there i think four years in a row they're pretty consistent yeah, yeah. yeah. Occasional, yeah. i think it's because it's the teams that they can put together young pitching staffs like you were talking about with kansas city unfortunately they went out and got a bunch of good young pitchers that didn't develop but if you can take that young pitching staff and develop it you can have a pretty decently low payroll and still make it but it's uh man yeah. What do you guys what do you guys prefer? Do you prefer how baseball is right now as a, as com, in comparison to the NFL which is so parity driven? It's just it seems like any year in the NFL 
with the exception of when New England was dominating. But right now, there are so many teams that really seemingly could win it all yeah. as opposed to baseball. I don't know. I, I guess Ferris probably comes down to perspective, don't you think? Because uh, if you're a Royals fan, but the Royals just won it, what, 2015? Was it 15 they won it? 2015, yeah. 15? I guess who your favorite team is would make a difference. Yeah, yeah. If your team's always <laughs> one of the halves, I mean, I mean, if you're a Yankees fan, why would you want to change anything? I mean, yeah, yeah. So, but it always seems like there's there's Cinderellas that come through with a lower payroll, like the Guardians did this year, and still make it in baseball. Whereas, yeah, the NFL is this kind of parody. I don't, I don't, I don't really necessarily think, care for it. I think there should be a minimum and a maximum salary range. I think it should still allow the teams that just do a better job of marketing and making money to spend more money because they're better at it. Yeah. Well, my biggest problem is you've got teams like the Royals who I'll me look real fast at them. I'll use them as an example because I know them better. So Kansas City Royals are 24th. They had on their on their on their uh, 26 man roster was 62 $62 million dollars, um, 105 overall. So 105 million. They were 60 million dollars under the league average. And they would say we're small market. We lose money if we pay that much. Kind of true. But you bought the franchise for four hundred million, and you sold it for one point seven. It okay? So, so the it's owner okay. has the money to deficit spend, and you're a businessman, Dan. Sometimes you do that. You invest capital into your product that you don't have. You take out loans for capital needs. Now you don't want to do that on a you know every annual basis. But why? My thing is, if you're an owner, why do you buy a team to win fifty six games? What's I the know? Point? I don't get that. That's what pisses me off more about it than anything. I think it's our competitive nature. There's no way if I bought a club like that, I'm all about winning. So I don't, especially when you figure the product that you're going to sell is is always going up in value. At least currently it has been. Or so, 5X. Yeah. So really the only thing you have to worry about is trying to win. It's always going to go up, right? Because there's only 30 of them. Yeah. I mean, there's always going to be a rich dude who wants, it's just like the Suns. Oh, Starver, we finally get rid of that scumbag. He's an awful human being. This will show him. He makes two billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. Show him what? You know what? You know what would be great. My my wife was saying this today. It'd be so great if they sold the team, and then the guy who bought him took him to Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's LeBron, right? LeBron yeah, wants right. to yeah. Vegas. Yeah. Anyway, that that's my biggest problem with it. I I don't know. I don't know which I would prefer. Um, it's always fun. I mean, I know who I'm rooting for. I'm rooting for Cleveland and the Rays, and maybe and Seattle, right? So I always, if I don't have a dog in the fight, I root. Well, first I'll root for the Cardinals because I know the Mutton family would love it. So oh, and I'll it's root such a, a, such a, a great year. Pujol, Shiati, Wainwright going out of the World Series champs. Yeah, I think that'd, they're that'd going down. Awesome. I think they're going down in the first round. Dan, oh, I'm boy, sorry. I, I know. I, mean, I, I like the league. You know what? I like that one. I like Let's get to that one. Why do you like the Philly? The Phillies are the sixth seed. The Cardinals are the three. Um, so it's in St. Louis, right? Who, why do you like the Phillies over the cards? I just like their their lineup with with Schwarber leading off. Then you've got Harper, Hoskins, Real Mudo. I mean, these guys, it's a stacked lineup. I think it's kind of underrated too. And then you got Zach Wheeler as your ace. They got a decent bullpen. They don't maybe have a true – I think Robertson has been used as, as a closer and also Sir Anthony Dominguez. But I just like that lineup, and I think it's one that – I could see Harper just catching fire in the playoffs yeah. and just really carrying them throughout the postseason. Underperformed this year, in my opinion, the Phillies have. And yeah. they also got a little bit overlooked because that's such a tough division they're in. I mean, right, right. I mean, you're talking about some really good teams. So they got underlooked, then they underperformed. So they're just waiting for the playoffs to explode. That's what every Cardinal fan's worried about right now. And Cardinals don't have a great starting staff. So 
if there's any weakness, it's giving up a bunch of runs. And, and the Phillies have the kind of lineup that can score a bunch of runs. They really haven't done it extremely well this year, but I think they could. Harper's been hurt. Like you said, he's he's the kind yeah. of player that can go off in the playoffs. So. Well, and I think in Schwarber, too. Uh, yeah, we Schwarber. saw what he did with the Cubs, and he's setting the table yeah. for, for this lineup. So I'm liking the – that's that's going to be my dark horse. I, I'm going to pick them to go to wait the World minute, Series. Wait a minute. All right. So let's, I'm going to write these down. So you're – wait a minute. You said what? What did you say about the Phillies? Phillies are going – they're running the table going to the, going to the World Series. Oh, you're taking oh, the geez. World Series. Right that's, out of the that's gate. That's my – Really? Man, yep. They, they got to play the Braves in the next round, and then after that, probably the Dodgers. So yeah. Woo! Dare. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What's going on with my? Hang on a second. The National League has got some. I mean, when you start talking about the Braves, LA, I mean, yeah, Padres could catch fire as well. New York's got oh, an incredible really? staff. I mean, you're going Philly to the World Series. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say. I I thought about that the other day, and I was like, Oh, dude, just go with the Dodgers. I'm like, No, everyone's gonna bet the chalk. I'm going. I'm going to stick with the. I'm going to go with the Phillies. Would you I say like bet the chalk? Yeah, yeah. Vegas has them. Vegas has the Dodgers. Is that what that means? Like if you if you the oh, favorite, the, the, the favorite, yeah, the chalk. Bet the chalk. I've never heard that in my life. That's a that's a horse that racing. Day? That's a horse racing. Term. I've never heard that. That's a cool. <laughs> yeah, that should be a podcast, Darren. Bet the chalk. With bet Darren the chalk. Oh, I like um, that. All right, so you're taking Philly to win the World Series or just to get there? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take them to win it. Okay, so who are they playing? All the way. Who are they matching up against? Yankees. Oh gosh, the East Coast stuff. That's the East Coast bias. Got to have Judge in there. Good for ratings, you know. And you're taking Philly to win it. Uh, Dan, do you do you have a pick? I mean, Darren, I thought we'd I thought we'd ease into this, but Darren, well, I, I, thought it, just, I thought it, I thought it was already. I thought mine was already an obvious pick. I'm going with my St. Louis. I never go against my team that I want to so win. St. Louis playing. Yeah, so who? got St. Louis. Play, yeah, playing who? I got to play in the Astros. Yeah, I was Ooh. I was thinking you might pick them. I only I picked them because my wife likes Guriel's hair. That hair, I don't know what you call it, the skunk or whatever you call it. I don't know what that hairdo is, but the one that has like the mohawk, like sticks up straight up. Have you seen Guriel's hair? It's out yeah. of control. It is. It's it was so is his brothers. <laughs> yeah, it's just ridiculous. I, yeah, they they got crazy hair. Those those brothers. I, he's I with Toronto, right? Still, I can't ever root for the Astros after that. But um, so you I got know. St. Louis winning the whole thing, Dan? Yeah, over the Astros. Over the Astros. I don't um, want to see Houston in there either. Yeah, oh, Verlander's so stinking good. He's going to win another. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to see them, and I don't want to see Toronto in there because I think Toronto helped their cause by making sure that unvaccinated players couldn't play in their in their uh, country. So uh, that to me, that was kind of lame. And they're we just called them the juniors. They got all the junior players. They got Guerrero oh, yeah. and Bichette and uh, who else? The juniors, somewhere? yeah. yeah. I'm surprised they didn't draft uh, Bobby Witt Jr. They would have just added another one to it. I put all right. I put no thought into this. I'm going Atlanta versus Cleveland, and the Guardians win it. Oh, Atlanta versus Cleveland. That's like that's going back, isn't it? In the World Series, I'd love with those teams with Albert Bell on the. Didn't they play each other? Was it um, Atlanta yeah. Cleveland? I think they did. Yeah. Back in the yeah, 80s, they did. They did. Um, I yeah, I, I like Atlanta, right. and I like I like you know I like the way the Cleveland plays. I like Francona, a Tito. I worked on his team in the fall league in '92. He was the he was the hitting coach, and uh, Grady Little was the. Uh, was the head coach of the Grand Canyon Raptors in 92. And Tito was super nice, super nice. You talk about two old school managers with uh, Francona and Snitker. Man, that's two old, old school, school. Old, old school dudes. Oh, right yeah. Here. Brian yeah. Snitker is my now, hometown hero growing up. If I was going to, if I, if I had to put money on it, I would go uh, Dodgers Yankees. If I had to put money. That's on it. the money line. That's, that's, yeah, sure. that's the chalk. You go Dodgers Yankees <laughs> or Dodgers Astros, one of those two. I mean, yeah, and, and honestly, <laughs> if I was, if I was, you know, if I had, if I was going to make money on how many people watch this series, I would, I would love it to be the Dodgers and the Yankees and Dodgers, all the Yankees. great stuff you can play, all the 
I mean, Vin Scully. I mean, it, it would be. Yankees, yeah, Cardinals, be. Yankees, Dodgers, either one of those would be like old school throwback. Yeah, Car- Cardinals would be good too. There's tons you could pull up on that too. Mm-hmm. Um, Who else last know. year? But so, so um, that I think that'll be a good series, obviously, Philly and St. Louis. Do you like the first round being all at home for the higher seeds? I do. It gives you an advantage that you earn during the season. Yeah. The season is such a long grind. You got to have something that makes that grind worth it. Otherwise, you know, it's, I just don't think it's worth it. But if you win more games, you should be honored with that or win your division. You should be at least given that privilege of, of hosting that three game series. It, as dramatic as the one game wild card game were, I, into it. I didn't, that's no, it shouldn't be one and done. It should. And I, I like that. I, like I loved the, those, man. Yeah, they those were pretty were so intense. Fun. Because <laughs> oh, they were crazy. Yeah, yeah, they were. They were. But I like the three-game series at one, uh, one when venue. When KC came back in 14 and beat the A's when they were down. Oh, <laughs> my close they were not to winning that, man. Yeah, that was crazy. Oh, they, they shouldn't have won that one to get to the World Series in 14 and get beat by the, the even, even-yeared uh, Giants. And then the next year, um, I think Houston had them down 3-1. It was up like four runs in the seventh until Correa made an error and opened the door. Yeah. And they came back and won three in a row and then off to the races. But um, I agree with you. You know, it makes it makes the regular season. Now, are, are they setting the table then for adding another a seventh or eighth wild card and making it a one game playoff? You know, between oh, good. Them? Be. Because, yeah. because that is the difference in in the league. They, you know, it used to be when we were back in the day when we were growing up, it was if you won the AL East and the NL, and the AL West, you went. That's it, man. Yeah. And baseball's kind of finally figured out. Okay, that's not really cool. After 162 games, it really doesn't get the fans involved. Right. Like, mm-hmm. NFL is like. And hockey, you feel like you have a shot. And hockey, basketball, yeah. you have a shot. Forever. Hockey, you feel play the whole season to find out who the worst four teams are in the league. Yeah, it's weird. yeah. And I don't want to go that far, but now we've got twelve. I mean, could you go to fifteen or sixteen? Half the teams make it, and 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 make the first ones be a one game wild card, and then a best of three. That'd be interesting. It's going to be like Texas high school football. Where we have a three and nine season <laughs> and make the playoffs. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. That and they're not, they're not, they're not having any off days in this first and the wild card e- no, either. I like that too. Then yeah. travel days. Just play them straight through. Yeah, yeah. Get them through. Um, so, so uh, who do you guys like in that Tampa Bay Cleveland? Cause nobody except for me is picking the guardians, the Indians. I'm, I'm picking the guardians. I'm picking the guardians that round. Cause I like them that round. They are the best contact team. They make the most contact so they don't strike out and then they run the bases good and they have good defense. I, they're, they're in a way what we grew up watching as far as small ball. They're very good at putting the ball in play, moving runners around, putting pressure on the defense with their, with their base running and playing good defense. I just like that style of baseball. I think Francona is a good manager for these uh, types of playoff situations. So I picked the guardians. Okay. Good, two good real starters in, uh, in Bieber and McKenzie too. Mm-hmm. Those guys are really, and, and they're, they're one of the teams. There's you know, there's quite a few teams it seems in in the playoffs this year that don't have that set closer, but this guy Class A for Cleveland is just unbelievable. So they've got a lockdown bullpen, a couple of good starters, and like you said, Dan, they like to play the small ball. And Stephen yeah. Kwan, who leads off, man, that guy is just he's an on base machine. And you got Ramirez behind him, can hit him yeah. in. Yeah. yeah. So Dan, and like- I want to see Francona versus uh, Aaron Boone to see who gets tossed first in the next <laughs> round. <So that's> <laughs> Um, so Dan, you like St. Louis and Darren, you like Philly in that one. I'm, I'm, I would like to see St. Louis win that one. I think they probably will. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure about uh, Philly. Um, I like St. Louis a lot. So I'd like to see them win it. And I'd like to see Darren's, you know, 
World Series pick just go down in three. Or two. <laughs> yeah. Just to be like, that's what you're you get for not money, betting man, If he puts money on Philly and they go all the way to the World I, You know what? I think it's worth maybe a $10 bet. You know, uh, see, see so. what kind of odds I get, you know? That's a good one. What the heck? Yeah. Now, is Wayne right? Is he, he's the number one, right? For, for uh, the, uh... Number one is going to be Quintana. They're going with Quintana. From oh, the really? From oh, the wow. Pirates. Yeah, the Pirates pitcher yeah. was up late. Him Ooh. and Montgomery have been the key to the Cardinals. Really, there. changes everything. Darren's yeah. no longer picking the Phillies. <laughs> yeah, Quintana, and then they go Michaelis, and then they go Wainwright. Maybe he's Here's not even going to pitch. Kicker, Darren. He's not even going to pitch. They're going to win it in two. He's not even going to pitch in this one. Flaherty is the other guy. He is the wild horse because Flaherty yeah, two yeah, years right. ago was the arguably one of the best arms in baseball. He was. Remember, yeah. he's been hurt and he just came back, so he he hasn't pitched over like five innings. So Flaherty gets hot. Mm. Then you yeah, I'm so worried right now. His ten dollars. No, I'm not. Just... <laughs> Jose Quintana, come on, old Sox guy. I, no, no. So, you know so why they got the... him because he he's a he puts the ball in play. He throws a lot of strikes and the guys hit him. But the Cardinals defense is so good. They thought that he would be a perfect match for their for their defense. When you got yeah. Arenado at third, Goldschmidt at first. But if the ball's good. going over, ball's going over the fence, it doesn't really matter. But yeah, yeah Harper the, uh... or Schwarber get hot. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Give me the Philly starters, Darren. Who who they got going? Uh, well, they got Zach Zach Wheeler. And then um, he'll go game one. He'll go game one. And then the uh, Nola, Aaron Nola, who pitched great the other on their series uh, or their, their playoff clinching win. The other six and two thirds struck out nine guys gave up two hits. And of course it was against Houston and they're not, maybe they, they had everything sewn up and stuff, but it was a big game and he came through. So. Yeah. Hey, is Didi Gregorius, is he on that team or is he not on that? No. Team? He, is he injured? Yeah, he isn't. He hasn't been playing. Oh, okay. I like for, for all the Phillies fans out there, give a big shout out to the uh, Brewers management who traded uh, their closer at the trade deadline. I have no idea why you would do that, but they did. Phillies fans, uh, big shout out to the Brewers. They stunk <laughs> the second half. They yeah. had Brewers, a five-game oh, yeah. lead. Yeah. The Brewers had a five-game lead in the Central. They trade their closer at the trade I deadline. I didn't get that either. To San and Diego, right? Tanked. Yeah, San and Diego. Did they, did they have somebody in the wings they thought could take that spot easily? Like, no, like the Royals had had Davis, so they let Holland go back there in that day. Really, nobody knows. There was nobody. A, was anybody the wings? They didn't really get anybody that could help them immediately. It was a bizarre yeah. trade. Hey, well, they great. yeah, they had a um, they've they've got a, a a good closer who's been who's been good when when he's needed to come in and spell Hater that the Brewers do, but he just I I think that was just a real demoralizing demoralizing. For the for the clubhouse, just like oh my oh. gosh, where are we going? I saw some interviews with like Yelich and stuff. You could tell he was just like, I have no earthly idea what we what they did. Devin or is it De no? Not Devin Williams. Yeah, Devin Williams. I think. Yeah, he's he's the guy that he's closing for them. But he's yeah, he came in like right after they traded Hater, and just like that next week they had three blown saves. Just yeah, like, and it was interesting because then when Hater went to San Diego, after he got there, it, he could no they basically yeah. benched him from the closers role I for know, a couple yeah. of games just to. All yeah. right, dude, you just need to reset. Then he came back and, and was a lot better. So blew him up individually and they blew up the Brewers. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I have no earthly idea, but Philly fans love Brewer management. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, <laughs> on a side note, I was just looking at the Phillies roster. If, if Darren, you get your Philly Yankees, you'll have two uh, whack Western Athletic Conference studs with Judge and uh, Reese Hoskins playing. Oh, another in that one. that's two good players I'd take on any team. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're both both pretty good. Um okay, so so we've got uh that one done. Now what about Seattle Toronto? This is crazy a little bit here. I mean, thankfully Canada realized that COVID doesn't exist once the playoffs start. So uh, <laughs> the the entire nation can think 
Major League Baseball and Toronto for having their dictator, their president, whatever he's called, um, come to his senses uh, so that they could have uh, playoffs up there in Toronto. But uh, what do you think of that one? Seattle Mariners, like I, of all the major sports, finally get into the playoffs. They're the longest drought. They've never won a World Series. They're the longest drought, not only in Major League Baseball. They're the longest drought uh, in all, the playoffs of all, all major, major sports. sports. Yeah. So if you really want to pick a Cinderella story this year, I know uh, we were talking about the Guardians, but the real one is the Mariners. So for me, I'm, I go go sentimental again, and I'm gonna because I don't really have a, a fight with that in that that series, but a dog in the fight. But I would pick uh, the Mariners. Just, yeah. just because I want them to win. I think the Blue Jays probably have overall better talent, young talent especially. But, man, the Mariners are something else. Yeah. I saw that one coming. I didn't, know, I didn't see the Mariners being good at all this year at all. Yeah. Yeah. They did a good job. Yeah. I like Toronto in that series. I think that's of course probably you do. That's, that's who Vegas has. You're such a communist. <laughs> fascist. You haven't but, um, why I'm not saying I want them to, but I just think they're going to. You, you haven't went against the chalk yet, Darius. You love Other Canada. Than um, why do you like Toronto? I just think um, top to bottom, their lineup is just, you know, like we talked about Guerrero yeah. and Bichette, and they just seem like they've got more. And, and they're going to be at home, which I think is going to be was going to be helpful too. That helps. Gets pretty pretty loud there in the Sky Dome, I like to call it still. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so 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 we've got a split on that one between you guys. I'm. I don't know either. I, I would love to see Seattle do it. I'd love to see Seattle make a nice run here. I remember the old I would too. I'd like and to see Seattle do it. Our good friend now, Brendan Domorowski, is still, I believe, still working for the Mariners. So that'd be like a lot of fun for them. I think Jerry the man who found there. Paul Goldschmidt for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Depoto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and found, okay. really found him for the Cardinals, right? <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, and the Diamondbacks <laughs> management sitting for the Cardinals for whatever reason. Thank yeah. you. Um, and got nothing. Wait and what, what did they get? Nothing. Oh, I, no, I couldn't catch believe it. The catcher that was injured this year. You can understand. Great guy, great team guy, Golly. great city guy, Love great him. player. We don't need that, do we? Why no. do you want that? He's a, yeah, he's a, I think he's in the uh, Roberto Clemente. Oh, and and the, FYI, Dansby Swanson's pretty doggone good, too. Yes, he is. Number one draft sure pick. We traded him for Shelby Miller. Scherzer's all right. Yeah, he's pretty good, too. <laughs> Everybody made out. But, all uh, right. Next baseball rap will be about how the Diamondbacks have have <laughs> sabotaged, shoot themselves in the foot every time, and, um, and built championship teams everywhere. Then we move to the Rockies. Yeah, what do you think about San Diego and uh, the Mets? Beat the Mets, beat the Mets. You know, the Mets. It's a strange, uh, strange storyline. Everybody's talking about how they, you know, were so good and they lost it at the end, but they are still an incredibly good team with an incredibly good pitching staff. I mean, yeah. when you talk about whether DeGrom's going to be number two or number three starter, your Ooh. starters are pretty stinking good, man. Not bad. So, yeah, I think the Mets are, are going to Now, they didn't, they didn't come to pitch, though, against the Braves in that final series. Neither yeah, one of those guys did. Yeah. So that's got to be a little bit concerning now. Will they – was that just kind of a tune-up for the playoffs? They're going to be fine? I don't know, but that was really – Man, if you talk to the Mets fans and listen to the Mets fans, they're suicidal, man. They're on suicide watch because they are just like, it's <laughs> dry. I'm like, yeah. ease up. You made the playoffs, won like 100 games. Your pitching staff's amazing. Your team's got to – I mean, yeah. team's been good all year. Yeah. yeah. So the, And the Braves won it last year. We know the Braves are an amazing team. They came back to beat you at the end. But, man, there's nothing to hang your hat. You know, you shouldn't be – They had a big yeah. lead, though, throughout. Yeah, I know. I mean, they I were know. up the whole yeah. year. And that's why they're on suicide watch. Yeah. yeah. Right. How, how's, their, how's their hitting? I mean, their pitching staff, you look at it, you're like, holy cow, they should be oh, great. Man, Alfonso, I mean, they got some studs in that lineup. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jeff McNeil's really picked it up too. He's, he's been with up, them yeah. for a while and he's, he's been really hitting well. 
I've but, heard uh, uh, Lindor is a, a pretty decent player too. Yeah. 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 No, they they got a good they have a good up and down the lineup hitting and then the so pitching's amazing. You guys both taking them over the Padres? You know, the Padres one of those teams kind of like Darren was saying with the Phillies, that the Padres lived up to their expectation, just got hot all of a sudden. You know, you take Tatis out of the mix now, but man, you got some studs in that lineup. I mean, if Soto is the Soto that you know hit for the Nationals in the in the playoff World Series run a few years ago, he's he's incredible. I mean. Yeah, Machado, who always seems to rise to the top during these situations, so they get hot again. I mean, you just, you never know, but I think the Mets overall on paper have the better team. I like the Mets, and the and, and the fact that they're hosting too. You guys are agreeing? Yeah, yeah. first time. Wow, hey, this is awesome. This is awesome. <laughs> Padres never get any love, man. It's too bad. They are built for this year, though. That's the thing. They're never built for now because they only got Soto for a year, right? Is that this year, next year? Yeah. Yeah. To, 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 to win it now, which I mean, if you're in, if you like you talked about, if, if you're in um, Milwaukee, you're wishing your GM had done that, you know? Yeah. Right. As opposed to bet on the future and say, oh, let's phone it in, even though we're ahead right now. I think we can win. It's like, no, you can't. So by far the strangest deadline move. Was yeah. Milwaukee. No. I'll, I'll never understand that. Is like, is Manny Machado like, I, you don't hear about him. He's still great. That much anymore. Yeah, but then is. you look at his numbers and you're like, this dude's a stud. Thirty-two homers, one hundred two ribbies, yeah. hit two ninety-eight. I think he it's just an overall team. persona that he's just seen as a kind of an unlikable guy sometimes by the outside. I, not, I don't know what the word is. He's almost like he he doesn't care. That's whatever that is. Apathetic. I don't know what the word is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, there yeah. were a couple. There were a couple situations when he was with uh, Baltimore where he didn't run balls out or something like that, and he kind of got yeah. that moniker. But he is, I mean, defensively, oh. he basically carried a team that you know, lost their superstar for most of the year. He's probably the second best, second best third baseman in baseball behind Arenado. I think I'm probably leaving somebody out, but man, he can make some great plays. George Brett. Oh, not all time. Yeah. George oh Brett, yeah. Yeah. Man, yeah. <laughs> Arenado might be up there all time. He's that good, but I think I, you know, I remember last time I played fantasy, I got Arenado and I got um, uh, the shortstop for the Rockies, a uh, Trevor story. And I, I, I was watching him. I picked him. I think I had the third pick overall. I would have taken yeah. him number one. I, I think he's the best player in baseball the last five, six years. I'd make the argument Arenado because Arenado. of what he does defensively as well. Um, some of those you sent so me a couple good. clips, so man. I'm just it was just sick what he did. I mean, to yeah, making plays base, at third base. I played third base, you know, my whole life, all the way through college. My I mean, just as a former third baseman, I see some of the plays and I'm thinking, I didn't I wouldn't even have thought of that play. He has one where he dives to his right on the foul line, dives to his right. There's a runner trying to score. It's not a force out, runner trying to score. Yeah, we saw, saw that he one. Throws it over the guy's <laughs> shoulder. Nails him at home. From his knees. I, I wouldn't, once you make the dive, you know, in your mind, you're like, I can't get can't the guy go. at home. You don't you even think go. about that play. There's yeah, another one where he fielded a bunt and jumped in the air and threw it to the shortstop at third base covering and got the guy. I'm like, I didn't even know you could do that. I didn't even know that was like a play. I've never seen anyone <laughs> no. ever talk about that. Yeah. No, pretty Jake, amazing. All right. Favorite? So, Mike, can I ask a question real quick to you too? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you, who would you guys take? Mike Schmidt? Or Arenado, if you were going to start a team and wanted a, wanted a starting third baseman, they're both rookies. Schmidt or Arenado? Because Schmidt is considered the greatest third baseman of all time. I just saw the top 100 list. And uh, third baseman, uh, he Hitting won. or de defensively or, or just all around? All around. So I'd take Arenado. Man, I grew up watching Mike Schmidt. He was I know. Such a beast. It's a hard one because Schmidt, Man. Was, he, you could pencil him in for 40 home really, runs a year, too. He was voted best third baseman of all time. All time, yeah. 
Wow. Um, I would still take Arenado. I, I think he's the best. I think he might be one of the best players of all time. I mean, he's on my yeah. short list. Like, yeah. I think the stuff he does is unbelievable. The I fact think- that you can, you, can, you can question if he's the greatest ever is remarkable when you put him in the, in the likes of George Brett and Mike Schmidt, those guys. Yeah, I think, too, it's interesting. It's, it's like we didn't, we didn't see stuff every day. We couldn't text each other tweets of Arenado doing these things. So when we saw a great play, it was like the only one we saw. We saw it on This Week in Baseball. Or I was going to say, right? I saw it with Mel Allen on and This so, Week in Baseball. So we saw, saw three of them, and we went, oh, yeah. my gosh. Now we see 300 a day, and it almost yeah. desensitizes yourself to you yeah. until you see the one on the knees, and you go, okay, wait a minute. So wait a minute. these guys are making <laughs> yeah. plays that guys made. What planet does he hail from? Yeah, no, no offense to anybody playing in the 80s, but these guys are making plays they made in the 80s every stinking day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just I, I firmly believe that, and that's not to say if Mike Schmidt was if they had reversed, I think Arenado would have been fantastic in the '80s, and Schmidt would have been fantastic in the in the 2000s because they were both great. But I'd still, I'd take either of them. But I I would take uh I would take uh. But you would take George Brett over either of them, Ferris? Would you not? Of course. And by the way, Michael, this is I fair. If you're listening to this, Ferris is his nickname because he looks like Matthew Broderick. So from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I, I, George. I should, George Brett is number two behind Mike Schmidt. What a joke. Um, okay. Um, so so uh, let's go in the American League here. The Yankees. The, I mean, do, are there holes? Are there any holes there? Is there any reason the Yankees wouldn't get to the World Series? You know, right after the All-Star game, they had a little time. They were, they were really struggling with yeah. uh, their pitching and their, their uh, middle relief was getting hit pretty hard. And, yeah. You know, and everybody's freaking out. And out of the out of the out of the closer role. So, yeah, I think – there are holes in the Yankees lineup for sure, but man, those dudes can hit. I just saw the saw them play a doubleheader, so saw them play yeah. eighteen innings of baseball, and they can freaking hit. Impressive. They got a couple couple young guys that are a couple rookies that are playing really well. Oswaldo Cabrera is one of them, mm-hmm. and he can play all over the diamond. He can play all over the infield, a little outfield too. So those are that's why I'm kind of picking the Yankees because they got a couple guys here that are really coming up. Now, how are they going to perform in the, you know, in the playoffs? That's a whole nother matter. And then you got judge. I think judges is going to go crazy in the playoffs. You know, I forget just- too, like in that, you know, in the 62 home run game, uh, I can't remember if it was the first game when, before that one or in the 62 home run game, Stanton hit a ball. I swear the yeah. shortstop almost caught it and it was a home run. It was a laser beam. <laughs> I mean, what it, I just remember thinking, I'm glad I wasn't out in the left field stands with the, with that ball coming at me as a torpedo missile. Yeah, it was so hard. I think it. I saw yeah. that too. F- FYI, um, yeah, Judge hit 62, Stanton hit 31, and Rizzo hit 32. Rizzo, I mean, they, they, yeah, they, they Rizzo's don't hit good. for average anymore. Those guys, but yeah, um, I mean, I think I think a lot of it. I and and Torres, I mean, Torres had 24. You know, Labor, so. Yeah. I don't know the, the the mystique, the magic of the Yankees, and 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 that staff is pretty good too. So who's this guy on the staff? The Yankee staff that has that weirdest move ever to first base. Have you seen? Oh, him? that's a, a nasty Nestor Cortez. Yeah, Nestor Cortez yeah. flings his leg up over top, and yeah, all, he'll just kind of like yeah. tee off from the yeah. They had him on uh, MLB Central, MLB Network's uh, MLB Central show in the morning, and had him in the studio. He's a pretty cool guy, and he, he, he was talking about some of those little things that he does, and he goes. I just, I just kind of make it up as it goes. That's I don't, what it looks it, like. It's like, yeah, I just, like I'm just kind of, yeah, just, I think totally I'll sling my it. leg up in the air and put it back towards the second baseman. It's like little league and then come yeah. back to the stop. And yeah. Yeah. Isn't it's got just James Tay and the guy that had cancer in it early in his career. Was Who he was the guy that had cancer for the, the Pittsburgh Pirates? James Tay and T A I L L O N. 
Was he the guy? I, oh, Tyon. Yeah, Tyon. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, he yeah, did. He had like cancer or something, didn't he? All right, I'm, yeah. going, I'm rooting for the Yankees now. Then. Um, and he got Garrett Cole, too. I mean. Oh, Garrett Cole just set the single-season okay. record for strikeouts in that same game that Judge goes for 62. Right, Garrett right. That's that right. I saw that as well. Yeah. That was, at the, was that the game you were at? Yeah. Or the doubleheader? Yeah. UCLA. I mean, think about all the Yankee great pitchers. I mean, you got Whitey Ford, you got Andy Pettit, David Cohn. I mean, that's you're you're in a pretty big uh, elite group there. With Rarified you. air there, yeah. yeah. Is uh is Chapman back as their closer? Is he hurt or what? What's going he on? No, he's seven. Yeah, you know he's he's been pitching ahead. that uh, seventh or eighth inning setup. Oh, he's guy. good. Oh, he is really. That's he came in the other day and setup guy. He came in the other day and just looked looked like the old Chapman. So he might be sliding him back in, but that Clay Holmes has been getting saves. But, yeah, that's another one of those teams that just doesn't really have a defined closers like we've used to, we're used to seeing in the past with, with, with championship teams. And that doesn't usually translate well in the playoffs. No, it doesn't. In the regular season, you can kind of pitch around it. Get around it, man. Yeah. Why yeah. do you think that is, Dan? I think because everything's hyper-focused. So as opposed to, uh, you know, <laughs> you're getting away with a bullpen by committee over a season is much different than a bullpen by committee when you have to win – a single game or one, you know, two games, you, you got to have that shutdown guy at the last, because everybody's, it just means more. You're more focused. The hitters are like locked in. They're not swinging as bad pitches as they would in the regular season. I, I don't know. It's just a different mindset when you hit the playoffs. You're like, okay, no, we're, we're, we're locked in. So you have to have that guy that can just come in and shut them down. And if you- to, to me, the teams that have guys, even when it includes their, their lineups during the playoffs that have the set roles, and are not being bounced around that it would, would, is that a fair assessment, Dan? Yeah, they would there. That's going to be a lot more helpful in the playoffs. And of course, having a a defined closer. Yeah. It's like the mentality of it too. Like when you know your role going into it, it just makes it so much easier as an athlete to say, all right, I know I'm coming in in the ninth or like the, I think the great example was the Royals in 15 had the best I ever saw where they had a seventh inning guy and eighth inning guy. Yeah. We were talking about that the other day. Yeah. They knew their role, man, and they were so good at it. So. Um, if you've ever listened to the fantasy baseball rap years ago, you know Darren is a big fan of defined roles. <laughs> defined <laughs> roles. The, yeah. the Royals had it down, man. In the back end of the bullpen, Darren and I would lament <laughs> managers who didn't have defined roles. Don't yeah. bring them in when you're down. They're closers. They come in to close. <laughs> I would argue in the 15, with in, in 2015, that the Royals had to win a six-inning game. If they were ahead at six innings, yep. yeah, no, they that's, did, yeah, yeah, it was basically it. That's yeah, and and that's how that's how they built it, and and they had those defined roles, and uh, that's why when Holland left, you know, they were able just to say, hey, that's fine, we'll just move everybody up and up a notch, and we're good to go, you know. Um, what about the Astros? What do you guys think about the Astros? They come in with the uh, the uh, number one overall seed, and they will get uh, Seattle or Toronto. Number one overall pitcher. I mean, so you're going to say whatever game, whoever, whatever series they play, they're one. They're they're starting the series one zero. I mean, Verlander's that good. I mean, he's. Just, I don't understand the dude. He just gets older and better, older and better. His pitching coach is our good friend uh, Michael that we had on the radio show with uh, Docs and Jocks. Ron Wolforth is his pitching coach. I attribute it to Ron because he really kind of t- started working with him when Verlander was uh, coming out of Detroit and starting that second career, and he's just gotten better and better and better. I just ridiculous, man. It's kind of like if he was a hitter you'd say he was on steroids because the older he gets, the better he gets. I mean, that doesn't happen in pitching. His his work ethic and his um, commitment to being the best reminds me of Tom Brady. Now you can only do it one game at a time, but that, that kind of maturity that he shows and like taking care of his body and doing everything possible to get an edge and that competitiveness 
he kind of reminds reminds me of Brady, and I can't stand Brady, but he kind of reminds me of Brady in that in that sense because it's pretty impressive to be that old and be doing that stuff. Well, they're both yeah. married to supermodels. I was gonna say that, dude. <laughs> not for long. Think of life. Beautiful wives. Does that not, count? Not, hey, not for that's long. That's the key. Yeah, that's right. That's he, right. TB12 is about to be the most eligible bachelor in the world. And by the way, his wife's worth more than him. So everybody's like, oh, now, how is that? Tom? How is that possible? Like, well, I hear that. She's going to have to give him some alimony because she's got more <laughs> money. How is it? How is she more? How is she wealthier than, than he is? Just she's from all her photos? She's she... very pretty, but she's much prettier. Tom's pretty pretty. He is pretty. Yeah, pretty, he's a pretty, pretty boy. He's yeah. a pretty boy. He's pretty pretty. Yeah. pretty boy. Kate Upton's pretty. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, we don't ever wish anybody to go through a divorce. That's terrific. But, um, but yeah, so yeah, he's very similar in that sense, both married to supermodels too. And um, so do you give, do you give, I mean, nobody picked Houston though, right? Did you pick Houston, Dan? Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, you I picked, picked St. Louis. I have Houston in the World Series against Oh, that's right. Yeah. How much of that is just that you, you, you love St. Louis and you live in Texas? Uh, oh, I'm yeah. not really, I mean, I'm a huge Ranger fan too. I mean, that's hard to say. Bad right now, but, <laughs> do they still have a team? They still have a big team. Yes, they do. They do. Relegated luckily, to the, that's, that's how I saw relegated to, You get relegated what, to AAA. Here's the beauty of having a terrible team: is that the, you know we're getting ready. To, the judges come to town, getting ready to set a record, 62. But there's still tickets available at Texas Stadium, so you know you're good tickets. Little park, yeah, yeah, good tickets, yeah. Hey, taking a step back, we talked about the disparity in numbers and everything. I've been watching this uh, that FX special where Ryan Reynolds and the guy from Always Sunny in Philadelphia they bought a soccer team. Have you guys seen? Yes, it? Welcome yeah, to I've heard about it. It's yeah. pretty funny. They cuss like, oh, well, Ryan cusses like a sailor, but it's pretty funny. But that whole system, I think, made I think baseball should do that system, that relegation system. So like the Royals would be down a league, and like the top AAA would jump up into, yeah, into their yeah. spot because <laughs> oh, they would force funny, the man. owners. Yeah, <laughs> to put money into their teams. Hey, the, the, the bottom four drop down in the top three AAA clubs. So now the Mud Hens are in the American yeah. League West. You know, yeah, or yeah. The, the, the Durham bananas. Bulls are in the Banana World bananas. Series. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you're gonna trade off all your stars and tank a season to get draft picks, then you automatically get kicked out of the league. Yeah, boy, that, yeah. that last month would be serious for those teams. Yes. Fifty wins, they would be like, we gotta win some games, man. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that whole thing existed until I started watching that Ted Lasso, and uh, they were yeah. talking about that, and like. They're like, if we win this, we bumped up another league. I'm like, what? It's crazy. <laughs> no idea. I didn't even know that existed. I thought, I didn't, I mean, yeah, the Premier League, you can you can be in the greatest league making mint, and then oh, you're in the bottom four. Guess what? You're not in the Premier League anymore. Soccer, soccer. Yeah. It's, so, it's. I mean, this is a stupid statement. It's so foreign to us. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like I love yeah. I love about soccer that that. Have you ever seen that movie uh, with Will Ferrell called Everything Must Go? Where he loses his job, his wife leaves him, and he's like living on his front lawn. No, I've seen and he, that. And he has a yard sale, and there's this little black kid from the neighborhood oh, who, I who did. rides around, Man, and they're yes. playing catch. And he goes, "Why don't you play?" He goes, "I don't play football." I don't play. He goes, "Why don't you play soccer?" And he goes, "Black kids don't play soccer." And and Wilfer goes, "Entire continents of black people play soccer." <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun. It's a pretty funny movie. Anyway, okay, so Darren, you like the Astros? I mean, you don't like them enough to say they're going to beat the Yankees, but you think it's going to be Astros Yankees in the in the ALCS? Yeah, yeah. Two best teams, right? I mean, yeah. just just bring your garbage can, Houston. Bring your garbage <laughs> can. That's right. Um, I mean, the Yankees are the number three payroll at two sixty four. The Astros are number nine, buck ninety three, and the Astros won more games. So, um, what about the National League? Is there any hole in the Dodgers? I mean, one hundred eleven wins. That's so hundreds hard to do. They lost you know, 51 games. The Royals only won 55. 
the Dodgers have been good for a long time, too. If you look at, like, the last seven years, the only team ever to have a better seven-year run winning percentage-wise is the 30s Yankees with Garrick and DiMaggio and the end of Ruth's career. But that's how good the Dodgers have been. And this year was a special year in that run. So if they have a hole that hasn't been exposed yet, let's put it that way. I think, yeah, they're 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 pretty dominant. But losing Bueller is going to hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Is he it, out? It, done? Yeah. Who's they got Urias. They got Urias, Kershaw, Gonsolin. I think Gonsolin's back. He was he was hurt for a little bit. Yeah. Um their starters don't necessarily, when you look at the names, yeah, you don't, don't go, oh nah. wow, because they, they seem older, Pat, but they all got sub like I'm like, oh, maybe they just won by score more runs. They've all got sub three ERA. Yeah, they do. <laughs> like, yeah. Kershaw. Look at it. Look at his year. My gosh. I like Kershaw. He's it's a back, Texas man. boy, isn't he? Yeah, he's Texas DFW. He's from Dallas. He's from Dallas Highland Park area. He had uh, Matt Stafford as his quarterback. Clayton Kershaw was center, played center in high school football. They won a state championship. <laughs> really? really? He yeah. Was so yeah. Big, Ker- right? Kershaw was his center. Yeah. So Pat. I feel like I should hate the Dodgers because of LA, because I'm I can't stand Southern California politically, because <laughs> I live in Phoenix, right? And and so we're supposed to hate LA, beat LA. But I look at their team and I like all these guys. I've loved Mookie Betts forever. Bellinger's an Arizona kid. I love him. Chris Taylor, Trey Turner, huge fan. Freddie Freeman. Who's better than Freddie Freeman? Like, I can't root against these guys. It's like when they got Freeman, you're like, oh man, they just somehow got better. How did that happen? Yeah. 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 I mean, they're they're all I like did he them all. Win the they, batting title? Did Freeman win the batting title? He won it, right? Uh, yeah, I believe he did. Yeah. They do what the Yankees did too. They have these guys they grab like Betts and Freeman, but you know, Will Smith, Gavin Lux. Um, I'm not sure if Turner was Max Muncie, um, Cody, but those guys were all homegrown. Yeah. You know, I remember when the Yankees They're, won it, they would talk about, Oh, they added three guys on every year, but they had the core of homegrown guys. Exactly. That's yeah, you feel like the, yeah, the really good teams have that homegrown <laughs> core and then they go out and spend the money for the big free agents. You also look at the Dodgers. They don't go out and get just anybody. They go, go out and get the best. I mean, if you look at it, Mookie Betts was the best, you know. Oh, Trey Turner, getting him was just, oh, I mean, that guy's oh, and unreal. Then you take Freddie Freeman, you're like, good Lord, man. Yeah. 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 Just- yeah, and they have the second highest payroll at 274. Their 26-man roll, pay, payroll is 227. But a lot of that is keeping. times the Indians are the oh, Yeah, a lot of that is keeping. I mean, they paid, they paid Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts and Trey Turner, their top three guys. But a lot is keeping, like, Cody Bellinger's now at 17,000. Taylor's – or 17 million. <laughs> Uh, Taylor's at 15 million. Max Muncy's at 11.5. You know, they're 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 paying to keep some of these guys there, which the Royals don't do. Other teams don't do. But the good teams, it's your point. I think the other big thing about that, Dr. Dan, is you can get a Freeman and a Betts and a Turner or you can bring in one of these guys for a one or two year deal, a Soto. But if you have a core established, those guys affect the new guys culturally. The new guys don't affect those guys culturally. And I think that's part of the problem you get with some of these teams that don't have that strong core of culture built up of going through the organization. They bring in a guy and it can just, it can ruin the culture of the team and it doesn't work very well. And I'm not sure if that's what happened in San Diego or not, because I don't think Soto's a bad dude, but um, they didn't really have a real core of, you know, they, they were kind of built on grabbing new guys. So I think as much as I hate to say it, yeah, they spend more money than anybody, but the Dodgers, they also kind of do it right. In, in some yeah, way. right. Yeah. I mean, Kershaw's been there forever. You're not going to bring somebody in and he's going to tell Kershaw how he should start playing, you know? He's not going to change the culture. Clayton's not going to allow that. No, yeah, you're exactly right. Take a group of veterans that, that you brought up and bring in a group of uh, 
star players and that help that group. And man, that is a recipe for success. I mean, really you look at, I think the uh, winningest teams, like the last overall, or, or I, I was looking at this morning, like 50 years, it's like the, interestingly, it was the Giants, Dodgers, Cardinals, I think in the, in the National League. And that's kind of how they've done it. They have kind of a core group of guys they bring up and then they add like star players in the mix. Oh, Giants did that, you know, and that's why they won mm -hmm. like three or four in the all even numbered years. I mean, exactly. And I don't, I don't know if they're going to be able to rebuild. I'm not sure they made the right choice with the manager and, you know, and some of those things. But um, what about the Braves? I, I, I like the Braves. I mean, they're <laughs> oh, trying to repeat, you know, there's they, to lose, right? They, you know, Tough to repeat. Like they weren't going to be there. And then all of a sudden they just reeled it off and reeled in the Mets and all those memes going around, you know, of the guy. <laughs> racing on the back and yeah. and the flash of the freeze yeah, catching the yeah, guy. The freeze, yeah, the freeze, yeah. It's pretty funny, but that's kind of it. And you look at them, I mean, they got some good young homegrown guys. I mean, Swanson is pretty much homegrown because he only played like, what, a half a season with the Diamondbacks. Um, Riley is. You know, Acuna Jr. Yeah, Riley. You got, um, you know, some of those guys. Ozzie Don't forget, Alvin, too, I mean, their manager, Snicker, was the minor league guy for years. Like, he he lived through the, the, the minor league system. organization. So, a lot of those guys that are homegrown, he is like their guy, man. He's like their family. So, they really have a good group of guys that have come through that organization. Now, they're being coached by the guy they really, really like. And, yeah, it's just a good combination. And then they signed up those most of those guys for quite a while. The Braves, I think, are going to be on this – discussion in the playoffs for you know a decade is Albie's gonna play i see he's on the 10 day dl is he gonna be able to come out for that and play do you know i, I haven't heard that one I don't i'm know. not sure no huh and kenley right. jansen closing for the braves huh and yeah. that'd be kind of fun yeah. Braves dodgers with jansen coming out you know and dodgers and chavez yeah, you got freeman and you got Jan jansen on the other side so yeah that was the three of us that were out of Chavez for that Cardinal series right was it the mm -hmm. car or, or the yankee series and dan mm -hmm. tried to get us killed jumping into that uh cab yeah. Yeah. Uh, why not? Yeah, he cut in line. He cut in Ooh. line and, and <laughs> told us to get in. He was hey, El, in time, hey, Chavez Ravine is not that tough of a place. I'm just kidding. We all it, it was very scary. <laughs> was very scary. Remember, uh, the, we stayed in like Koreatown and the drive there in the cab, we had this Russian dude and I was sitting in the front seat and Dan was behind me telling me what to say. And I was just pit repeating whatever he said. And at one point Dan goes, have you ever killed anybody? I'm like, have you ever killed anybody? And he looked <laughs> no. at us and he looked at us and he went, huh? We're like, oh, I, you have. Oh. <laughs> that was so. That was funny. the cab I think that uh, we were taking because Darren had got us uh, hooked up at a hostel somewhere. We were like, Whoa. yeah, wasn't it the, the backpackers in or something? Ooh, <laughs> yeah, the backpackers hooked us up with right. that. Right? Yeah, there you might have been. Some, well, yes, I have. There might have been some nudity at the pool. There was definitely some <laughs> drug paraphernalia. And Darren, yeah. when we, Darren was in there for a long time, and we're outside going, and we're walking around, and Dan and I are like, this doesn't seem like Darren's type of place, and he goes. You should go check on him. He walked in. Darren's face looked so ashen as you were standing yeah. in line, like, get me out of here. And I was like, this is let's leave. And you're like, we won't get our money back. I'm like, we don't care. And you're like, I don't care either. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Life or money. Life or money. Like, this is the last time I try to save money. Forget oh, it. It was down like it. by the by the track or something, wasn't it? We yeah. Were, yeah, it was place, it was yeah. pretty. Yeah, then we couldn't was... find any place. So we're like, all right, we're in Koreatown. So we went down the Where do we go then? Where did we end up staying? I think, we, I think it was in Koreatown near chavez yeah but it was a chain yeah. hotel right we, yeah, we yeah, stayed yeah. It, was it, was yeah. it wasn't it wasn't yeah. bad at all but it remember was they had the uh, flatbed trailer of the uh, guys from la that drove by and mooned us all while we were waiting lines <laughs> and he cardinal fans and he pulled their pants out of mooned us. that was awesome yeah that's the first time i ever knew they put tattoos there i didn't know there was tattoos where they uh, that was funny <laughs> all right guys so i mean we've gone like an hour now but i mean look as far as baseball goes, I mean, this was a, this was a pretty good year. I mean, you had you had people interested with because of Pujols. That kind of got. I mean, everybody in baseball, whether you're a Cardinals, even if you hate the Cardinals, 
you love that story. And even if you hate the Yankees, there's no more likable guy to be the guy breaking the record than Aaron right. Judge. And it's Aaron just, Judge. I mean, every baseball fan was excited and hoping he would get it done. So it was, it was really cool. It made it exciting down the stretch, I thought. The other story that I think gets overlooked because there's been so many good storylines is that uh, Wainwright and Yachty are the all-time number one battery ever, 324 games together. And you got to consider yeah. Wainwright when he first came up was a reliever or would be much even higher than, it'd be higher than that, be near closing in on 350. So yeah, yeah that's a cool storyline. No, those, those guys are, those guys are pretty amazing. <laughs> and in, to be that high up in that organization, I mean, it's not like you're that high up in, you know, the Royals organization where there's one hall of famer, you know, and nobody else even close. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the Cardinals are, that's legit, a legit, a legit all time. Legit yeah. Play, but all right, guys, what did we miss? Anything else? Oh, somebody's calling me. I got to go. Did we miss anything else on this? You've got, let me, I'm just going to rephrase Just do this here. Um, key takeaways. Darren's got the Phillies. Never going to happen. Dan's got St. Louis. Probably won't happen. And I got Cleveland. <laughs> never going to happen. So I think we're all going to go over three in our picks for the World Series. I we think it's going to be LA shots. and the Yankees probably. It'll probably be LA again because they paid more money than anybody except for the Mets. So. Oh, I did. I, I I have to make a note. Um, yeah, I did have an unbelievable comeback in the in the fantasy baseball oh, yeah. finals. You did. You were and in the I finals up, again. Yeah, I ended up winning. Who pulled Who pulled it out for you? Who is your comeback guys? A bunch of middle relievers that I oh, needed really? to pull on the last day. That yeah. I just got really really People lucky. You. Could you steam? Could you just pick up? Was it on? Well, the they, they limited the amount of starts per matchup. Usually, it was like twelve starts, but if you had eleven. On the last day, you could pick you could pick you up a bunch for the next day and go way over, which is what oh. I did. So I got the congratulatory uh, email from uh, Michael Fabiano this morning from, you know, who who's the commissioner of the league, one of the fantasy stalwarts. And at the end, he said, oh, and as another note, um, some people complained about excessive transactions <laughs> by 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 some teams that they made every week. So I'm going to be uh, we're going to be limiting those next year. And of course that was directed at me, but <laughs> it was great to me. Yeah. That's the most fun about it. That's, that's the fun. We're learning how to make sure that you do the, do the rules well, up front. They oh did. yeah. Who else was in that league? So Fabiano was an ESPN guy. Is he still ESPN? He's the main no, guy. No, no, he was, he then was he the went to, there. um, he's, on, he's with uh, sports illustrated now. Oh, is he? Yeah. yeah. They bump Trist around. Tristan Cockroft. He's in there. Yeah. Tristan. Tristan, neither one of those guys made the playoffs. Need, yeah, they're the, the talking heads that tell everybody what they should do. And right, right. So come on, Tristan, you're better. Michael and Darren, one uh, quick note: this will be the last playoffs, last baseball that we watch that won't have a uh, pitcher's clock and will not will uh, still have the shift. So people oh, will talk about the shift. Now you're ruining it for me. Now, I now just for said the playoffs, it was a great year, and now you're ruining it for me by talking about the commissioner. There's no ghost runner for the playoffs, right? Oh, they don't have extra any ghost runner. I don't know. That'd be kind of lame. No, they can't do that, can they? I don't. I don't know. I mean, it's been in the season. I, I assumed they were going to do the playoffs, but I, you're probably mm -hmm. right. You're probably right. They're getting rid of that next year too, right? Did, did I, I didn't well, I follow it so. too much? How many times? How many uh, did they do that right away in the in the uh, extra innings? Yes. Yeah. Start, did they start at somebody at second? Mm -hmm. Somebody second. So, uh, top of the tenth. Yeah. Was there Last actually year. a person there? Because I, I, the only reason I would have voted for it is yeah. that it had actually been a ghost runner on first. <laughs> like. Yeah. So, so the guy at the bubble, and they're like, he stops at third. He stops at third. You have to force the ghost runner. He's not over there, but he's there. Like, I would have voted for that. That's the only way I would have ever been. Because because there's a 50-something-year-old men where that's the only people that we – the ghost might be the only person we can outrun in the big leagues at this time. Yeah, 
Yeah, but, pretty it, but much. everybody, you know, you remember it when you were out there, you know, you only <laughs> had to have two people to play ball with the whiffle ball. You had the pitcher and the guy, and you'd get a base hit and go, hey, ghost runner on first, ghost runner on yeah. second. And oh, and then you, and you had to close, up. you had to close right field. Right yeah, field was closed. Yeah, you had to closed. share in the field, that's right. Yeah, yeah. You know, you only, we were yeah. doing shifts way before the big leagues. Did. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, do you guys, do you guys, I mean, okay, I'm going to say it right now. I am against anything Manfred says, just out of principle, but. What do you think about that outlawing a shift and 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 a, and a pitching clock? What what are your thoughts well, on that? I kind of semi like the idea of the pitching clock because I feel like games that go four and a half hours because of the multiple multiple changes and pitching. Yeah, I kind of like shortening the game a little bit. I'll just see it in practice. I've never seen it. In, I haven't watched a minor league game with it, but um, I don't know about losing the shift. I feel like. We're helping hitters that cannot learn to bunt or hit the other way. We're helping them because they just can't learn how to do it. I feel like if you had tried to do a shift in <clears throat> wins era, Brett, those guys would have just hit the other way. I mean, yeah. Ted Williams, they didn't <clears throat> hit him. He just hit over it. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I feel like as a hitter, if you can't learn to drop a bunt down and you can't learn to hit the other way, that's on you. That should be on the defense having to give you a – give you the rest of the field i don't know joey yeah. gallo is the type of hitter that will love it no no joey more gallo loves it all it'll be interesting to see Texas. what it raises his batting average to right i mean what gallo gets next year hits without the shift but what Gallo's do you think never hit a ground ball he only hits home runs he has more home runs than he does singles i you know what i i think they should keep the shift i really do yeah, it, it almost i almost kind of liken it to like it's an illegal defense in the nba you can't play a zone a true i mean you can't Actually, you can play a zone a little bit in the NBA yeah, now. Yeah, you but, can kind of. But I, I, I think you should, you should learn to, you know, that that's it would, it would annoy me when one of my fantasy guys came up and would hit one to short right field, and he gets thrown out. I'm like, oh man. But it's just like, hey, it's part of the game. I, I think the the best thing that they've done, I think that Manfred has done is is get rid of the and make a universal DH. I couldn't stand the pitchers hitting. I didn't mm -hmm. like it. What do you think, Dan? You're a National League guy. Yeah, I've I've uh, come to like it. I, I always said it would take away some of the strategy, but the strategy of watching a pitcher hit is just so brutal. I just it, it is. It anymore. And, the, and the problem is pitchers just stopped even trying to become hitters. You know, it used to be like in the fifties, you'd actually have pitchers actually trying to be hitters. They just yeah. stopped giving any effort. And so then it was some ridiculously bad bun or ridiculously bad swing. I just, it was so bad to watch that. I, I like the fact that the DH is there and it gives guys like Albert Pujols the ability to come back to the national league that he, he wouldn't have done stuff like that. Okay, yeah. so I'm gonna I'm gonna send you guys the uh, the the clip of Archie Bradley pinch hitting for the Diamondbacks in the uh, wild card game and hitting a triple <laughs> to put the put them up four one the crowd going crazy and Archie legging out a triple pitchers can't hit man well once out um, of a million I guess is yeah yeah that's Bob why we you could hit it. baby that's why Bob we still watch March Madness it doesn't happen very often but every once yeah. in a while and we love it all right I vote I root for the underdogs you guys are from them all right so. That'll do it for us here on the uh, baseball wrap. Dan, thanks for jumping on. Darren, thanks for jumping on. I mean, we went a long ways, but I think we covered a lot. And, uh, you know, we'll Great. try to do this again maybe next week and see where we're at because, yeah, three games all with the home field. So that, that's going to be done, what, October 10th, 11th, I think? It's going to October 11th, the best of five format starts. In my opinion, all three of our World Series contenders could be out by next week. No, because Darren or I, one of us has to <laughs> One of us is going to – yeah, one of yeah. us is going to make it. That's true. I think I'll be making another pick next week, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since Nick wins so, on really? You don't think Philly you – now, Philly can do it. They can do it. No, your, boy, I, your, can. Your, your boy Bryce, pretty boy, is going get, to get on, catch on fire here. 
I'm a Schwab fan. I had Schwarber in fantasy. He was awesome. He's not Loved a him. pretty boy, but he might. No, if he can repeat that, what he did for the Cubs, man. You see that clip where uh, when he came up to bat and Dave Ross was booing him from the manager's dugout because Ross is managing the, is it yeah. the Cubs. Yeah. Um, Schwarber came up to bat and you hear Ross going, <laughs> and Schwarber didn't hear him. And so that, that night people were telling him. So he watched it on Twitter. And the next day when, uh, when he came up, he looked in the dugout and he, he I think he flipped him off or something like that. <laughs> there, yeah. I, I mean, they didn't have a great year, but they, Ross Terrible. is good for the league, man. He's just so yeah. fun. He's just, he just I, I, I like guy. coaches that have a good time. And yeah. Fun. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time on the baseball wrap. 